Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. How do you not get distracted from the work at hand? Prioritize your essentials, but you balance your pursuits. There is so much love in the word no. I like that. Because that's God. That's the thing that God I know has called me to do. And that comes from the relationship with God. What is God Almighty calling you for? And how do you take away the distractions? I took two years off from social media. And for the people in the back. Well, I guess what we're doing is coaching every single week. So this is great. It's great. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is the key to unlocking everything that you're called to be. We're your co-hosts, Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell, and we've been in a series called I'm Tired of Success, where we talk about the reasons that success can be exhausting and draining to us. And Donovan and I have talked a lot about keeping the main thing the main thing, right? Refueling from the source, right? Taking that purposeful pit stop. But now, once you've taken that pit stop and you are rejuvenated, what are some practical steps when you're back on the race course of life mm-hmm. to make sure you're executing the mission? How do you not get distracted from the work at hand? One of the things that Donovan and I have talked about that I've loved so much, know the biggest moves that will actually move the needle forward in your work. I want to say this one more time because I'm not saying this just for you. I'm saying this for me. Amen. Know the biggest moves that will actually move the needle forward in your life, in your work, in your health, in whatever area of life that is so important to you. Let's go through this verse. Proverbs 24. This verse knocks me out every single time, Donovan. Sluggards do not plow in season. Mm. So at harvest time, they look but find Nothing. D. Yeah. Talk about it. Listen, when you talk about being a sluggard, that doesn't mean someone who's not working. To be a sluggard means that you probably missed the moment that would have helped you maximize your effort. A sluggard is someone who is hesitant and slow to respond and and not understanding how important timing is. They missed the whole season. Yeah, they finally got themselves together to go do the work, but they missed the season that would allow them to yield the greatest profit, to yield the greatest reward. And that's what Kevin is talking about. That biggest move to help you move the needle forward in your life, it comes down to timing. And sluggards don't respect timing. Mm. Dude, to what you're saying, it's I feel like in today's culture, what we can call that is busy work. Mm. There's a lot of times, and I'm not trying to say that this work is not important, but we all know that there are things in our life that if we actually do them, this will be the thing that helps me move the most progressively in my life, in these areas that are so important to me. Of this. And so if we're doing busy work and not doing the actual thing that's important, Yeah. Once again, distraction is the enemy of greatness, right? Look at this one, Donovan. Ecclesiastes 3, 1. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Kev. <laughs> like, it says it right there. Man, this is just reminding me of how you ever had a long to-do list and you just chose to do all the easy stuff first and then save the hard stuff Ooh. for last? That is, not yeah. a great, that is not a great approach to being a high performer. Because things are seasonal. We're letting, the Bible's letting you know right here, everything has a season. To push something off to a different season because you feel like it's too hard or I don't really feel like doing that right now is not respecting the journey. 
And I think that's the biggest thing that we're talking about here. I'm just, it's just reminding me of how important it is for us to know what is my thing. How do I know my thing? I really get in a relationship with God so I can understand the benefit of my uniqueness. I have friends that are always outdoing and busy working. I get all this stuff done, but you can be praised for all that you've done. You can receive awards for all that you've done. But if you haven't done what you've been called to do, what have you really done? Don't let the accolades fool you to think that you're in alignment. Man, that is so good, Donovan. I, oh, th- this point hits me hard because this was an issue that I think I had a lot in my life where as I think about the music industry, sometimes the the thing that I know God's calling me to do is so daunting and so heavy Mm. and so hard. That's how I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to do this one really quick recording that has nothing to do with the purpose of my life. But I know if I get it done, I'll feel accomplished. Yeah, But that has nothing to do with it. So, uh, dude, honestly, what I do now, Donovan, is that there's this book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Convey, and he talks about, and I'm paraphrasing, work with the end in mind. Mm. So, at the beginning of the year, what I do is this. I close my eyes, and you can actually do this with me. Okay. I see myself doing the thing that God has called me to do. The feelings, the emotions that are associated with it. I see it, I feel it, I'm breathing in and out. I'm thankful for that. I've accomplished God's work. Now I go back and say, I was able to accomplish that because I did one, two, three, four, five. And those I know are the most important things, right? Writing the song, writing the album, studying great music, whatever it is, And then once I'm clear about that, then I actually create the battle plan. What actually needs to happen to make sure those things happen? And to what you were saying, bro, do the hard things first. Because I think I want to, I don't exactly remember if this is a scientific thing, but when I wake up in the morning, at least for me, I am so geared and primed to do the hard things first. Like there's so much momentum in the morning for me that when I do those hard things, that's when I feel ready and joyous and i feel like i can accomplish this day and i feel like i've won Mm. but that only happens if i know what the actual right moves are yeah yeah and that comes from the relationship with god we talked about this in the previous episode you got to know your creator especially if you want to be a great creator knowing your creator for me it's the essential things i have to do what's essential first because that sets the tone for everything else there's, in my book, Evolving Entrepreneur, there's this chapter where I, I debunked this belief that there, everything needs to have balance. And it wasn't that I was coming for the actual belief that everything has to have balance. I wanted to put a little twist on it. And I said that mm. you prioritize your essentials, but you balance your pursuits. And that is something I think of the high performer, we can understand that if you don't have your essentials in place, it's going to show up in your pursuits. Because you don't have your essentials in place, what you actually produce is going to be affected by that because your essentials are what enable you to actually do the pursuit in the spirit of excellence. So you prioritize your essentials and you balance your pursuits. And what Kev is talking about right now is those essential things. What is absolutely necessary for me to do first? We do this in my coaching. When I coach my clients, we we call it a leverage wheel. We find out all the areas of your life, how satisfied you are in each one. And we say, if we enhance one of these which one would you choose? And they're like, oh, this one or that one. I'm like, okay, let's rethink this. Which one of these, if enhanced, would pull all the rest of them up with it? 
that, that yields a different answer. That's your leverage piece. And sometimes that is the hardest one to approach. So instead of like doing that one last, put all your energy into that one and you'll actually find that that one pulls all the rest of the areas up with it. Sheesh! Y'all, if you guys don't get coached, but Donovan D. Donnell, <laughs> Father God, man, we gonna, I don't know what you do. Man. <laughs> I, Donovan, I'm going to start getting coached by you, right? Like right now. To- well, I guess what we're doing is coaching every single week. Right. So this is great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. So that first point, know the biggest moves that are going to actually move the needle forward for you. Yeah. Another point we came up with, don't let others' agendas supersede yours. Come on. I'm saying that one more time. Again, for the people right here, like <laughs> me, and for the people in the back, don't let anybody else's agenda supersede yours. Mm. Let's get into some verses. This one's so good. I love this one. Nehemiah 6, 2 through 4. This is about Nehemiah trying to do work. Sanballat and Geshem. I, I don't know a Sanballat or a Geshem. I hope I said that right. Donovan, you got to correct me. man. I like this. Sound good Let's to me. Go Let's keep it moving. Well, Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. Let's listen to this, y'all. I am carrying on a great project. I cannot come down. Mm, mm, mm. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message and every time, I gave them the same answer. And Galatians 1.10, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Donovan, what are you hearing when it comes to people's agendas? Man, my mom says this all the time. She said, I cannot let other people's thing become my thing. And I was like, Mom, why do, you, why do you always say that? She said, because at the end of the day, if, if I had allowed their thing to become my thing, what happens to my thing? What happens to my thing, the thing that was supposed to bring me joy and fulfillment? I feel that when I lay my head on the pillow at night and say, oh, I abandoned my thing. And because I abandoned my thing, I don't have the other things that I wanted, which is the joy, the peace, the contentment, the fulfillment, the success, and I didn't move forward where I was supposed to. And I have to report that back to God. That's not Oof. a good feeling. Dude, that's not a good feeling at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel that so much. And but I mean, but the thing about it is that the people sometimes, like in this story, the people were intending to harm him. But sometimes people aren't intending to harm you. They just want you to be a part of what they're doing, and they want you to be involved, and they like you, and they love you, and everything. But you have to stand your ground and be okay with saying no. And this goes back to the conversation we just had a few minutes ago. People can't be your idol. They can't be your lord and your master. You can't be doing this for people you have to do it for God in hopes that people will be impacted by it because if not you'll find yourself being pulled in every other direction except for the one that God has pulled you into and then when he comes and asks you to give an account for your life all you can say is that well I did everything they wanted what about what he wanted wow dude we have to be so comfortable with the love associated with no yes Like, there is so much love 
in the word no because what you're trying to do is not just honor God, but honor yourself. Mm. When you say no, you're honoring the work that God has called for you, right? Oh, yo, come hang out with me this day. You know what? No, only because I know the most important thing is to Sabbath with God. Mm. Hey, yo, yo, I need you to do this thing. Hey, no, thank you so much. I'm thankful for you for for thinking about me, but I have to honorably say no because I love myself. And I know that doing this work doesn't allow me to get the one that God has called for me, mm. which will move the needle forward, not just in my life, but the, but the lives of others that need this, the sphere of influence. Yes to you, the young professional. Yes to you, the entrepreneur. Yes to you, the parent. Yes to you, the author or the, or the artist. That work is important. And I think sometimes when we say people, let's interchange that word for the inbox. Let's interchange that word for social media. All right. Let's interchange that word for notifications. Mm. Everything that is vying for your time. Because there's so much, as we talked about before, noise out in the world. What is God Almighty calling you for? And how do you take away the distractions of the notifications of the email? And obviously, I'm not saying don't check email. Yeah. But what I am saying is maybe there are days where you're going to have to be very hard to reach. I like that. Not out of disrespect. I like that. But out of love. I think that this is sometimes really important. Do not let the inbox run you. I'll tell you right now, Donovan, I don't know how you do it, but in the morning... I actually leave my phone downstairs in this studio Mm. before I go up to bed. Because I know if my phone comes upstairs with me, the morning is done. I'm not going to get a good night's sleep. I'm not going to wake up and be clear because the first thing I'm going to want to do is to check my phone and notifications and let the world seep in before I let God clearly get in and download into me. Like I have to do that because when I do that, I automatically get into a flow state with God. And then this is going to sound crazy. This is something I recently did. When I come to the studio, I take my phone and I bring it all the way upstairs. So I cannot even touch it Wow. when I'm creating. Because that phone I'm telling you right now for me is my biggest downfall. It distracts me. It keeps me from purpose. And I let their agendas of trying to get you on the app, trying to make sure that whatever they're emailing about is more important than making the music or making what I'm called to create. Yeah. It cuts all of that away by just taking the phone and putting it away to another place. Man. Mm, mm, I don't know if you have something that you do that helps you practically with that step, but I've had to start doing that last part, especially so I can be aligned. Man, uh, everybody has their struggles, man. Mine is not, is not my phone. It's funny you said that because I, I did a thing yesterday. Yesterday, I went back and finally went online to my social media platforms and told everybody, thank you for the birthday wishes. My birthday was April 10th. Today is May May 14th. So I'm May 13th. I just responded and told everybody, thank you for the birthday wishes because that is not the relationship I have with my phone or social media, but it hasn't always been that way. I took two years off from social media. I was doing, I had my business accounts, personal accounts. God said, delete them all. No Facebook, no Instagram, not for my photography, not for my personal, nothing. I was not on social media. Only thing I had was YouTube. 
for about a year and a half, two years, and he taught me something in that season. And so maybe that's why I live in this freedom I live in now. Um, but for whatever reason, that's 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 not my struggle. In the mornings, I I grab my phone to turn on my spa music. I go straight into meditation, straight into stretching, straight into intentions, and it's not a struggle. So mm. I'm, I'm I'm grateful for that. Ooh, that's good, man. Well, I'm gonna have to get on your level and just I I I know God's working with me on this. You have, but you have a different you have a different responsibility though. You have a different level of of fame, you know that you that 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 you manage, you know. And everybody in their respective rights have people who look up to them. But let's not let's not kid around. You definitely have a load to carry that's different mm-hmm. from most people. And so that you know that's legitimate. You know, what I'm saying that concern and your discipline to respond to that concern is uh, is admirable. Completely. Well, that's why I think what's important to me now when I'm doing this. You know, thankfully, we have a social media team now as a band. So now I speak to them and say, look, hey, guys, social media is not something that I want to constantly be on. And so I, there was one time I actually used to have a social media phone. I don't have it now because I lost it, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to probably just buy another one. But it allowed me to be away from it. But what I do is that whenever I'm making content, I just send it to them and I say, y'all create the plans. Because nice. if I create it, me just being on it just for a little bit of time, I now know what's about to happen to me. I'm about to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. So that's why I'm like, I, I thankfully have a team that I can trust with that yeah. stuff. For you who's listening, maybe you don't have a team. Maybe social media is going to be a part of your business. Maybe it's important, but you got to find that regular maintenance. Maybe the mailbox, the inbox is important to you. Actually, Donovan, I heard this quote. So Brendan Burchard, he talks about the fact that he makes sure that he checks the email twice a day. Mm. That's it. And I was like, that's so good, but there's so many requests that need to happen on a daily basis, correct? He goes, is it as important as me making the content that I know is going to help people? Yeah. Nothing's more important than that. Yeah. Nothing. And I think people make you feel that way. Sometimes I'll get a text from, you know, management or something that like, oh yeah, yeah, hey, I need this record. I hear you. <laughs> but is it really? But 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 the thing is, we have to ask this question. Is it really truthfully urgent? Is this a life and death situation that if I don't get this done, somebody's going to die over me not putting out this thing or not responding? No. What is life and death to me are the most important moves. That's so fun. Because that's God. That's the thing that God, I know, has called me to do more important than anything else. Now, maybe this is neglect on my part, but this is just the way at least I've been working through it. You're being a good steward and what I am and how I see it. This is this is what stewardship looks like. Stewardship looks like having a great relationship or strategically placing your yeses and nos to protect your essentials. For me, I do coaching on Mondays and Wednesdays after work, right? And so people hit me up on Tuesday or Thursday on the weekend. Hey, I sent you a message. I was like, I'll check it on Monday or Wednesday. Oh man, this is something that just happened in my life. I'll check it on Mondays or Wednesday. I coach people mm-hmm. on taking radical responsibility for their life in this way. And it benefits me to walk in that same teaching that I give to other people. And I think this is just a bottom line, good stewardship because people are like, I learned at my last job, people are more resourceful oftentimes than we allow them to be. 
what we do sometimes in responding so quickly to everyone's emergency is enabling. We're not allowing them to have moments with themselves and with God to see what else is inside of them, why they're panicking in the first place. Sometimes your creativity is stifled by other people's contributions. They should have just left you alone and you would have probably seen a different level and depth of your creativity had somebody not come and bailed you out of a situation you really didn't need to be bailed out of. Wow. Dude, okay, what you're saying, man, I literally just went through this. What you just said. Because obviously, you know, if you don't know this, uh, I'm a dad. <laughs> I'm a dad. I got a beautiful girl. She won. She dope. She the best. Her name is Kaya. Oh, yeah, that's hey. my girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. And maybe I've talked about this on the podcast, or maybe I haven't. But those first, that first year, or let's say the first eight months, bro. I had such a hard time trying to figure out where my priorities lie. Of course, I know it lies with my family. But when we're thinking about tour, when we're thinking about the music that I'm supposed to do with the band and for myself, when I'm thinking about all these things, figuring out how to make sure I have all the time set aside correctly was so difficult. And a pastor told me this when my wife and I was in Hawaii. He said, if you don't see the time for your family as sacred, nobody else will. That's what you're saying with the enabling. You're enabling everybody else to step over the time that you know is sacred, but you are not taking it as such and executing as such. So that's when I had to write a long email. I wrote an email to my band saying, look, I love y'all. Love y'all. But what I'm going to have to do right now, Mm -hmm. for me to be the best member of the band I can be, I have to be the best man for my family. So for that, I'm going to have to set aside certain times apart just to be with my family throughout the day. You're not going to see me. You're not going to find me because this is my most important priority. Our priorities will always be important, but this is now my number one priority as a man and as a father. And right now we have the luxury and I, I, I have to say that I know that this is a blessed situation. But because of COVID, I get to really be with my daughter. And I don't want to miss these special times with her to really connect and form a bond before I have to go out on tour. And I love yeah. tour life. But it is time away from my family. And everybody really respected it. And I was so thankful for that. Obviously, I know that this is not going to happen every single time. But at least they understood the conversation was on the table. And my bammers are now in places where they're going to be making families. So now we get to set a precedent for how we can work as a group into this new, I guess, adult pentatonics, if you will. So I agree with you about that enabling part. We can't enable, bro. We have to keep our time sacred as onto God. It's beautiful, man. Because if everything is priority, then nothing is priority. I love how you said that this it, has to be my number wow. one priority. That, I honestly, bro, I feel like this is my favorite episode of the entire season, man. I agree, man. This is so good. Oh, it's so good. We've already kind of talked about this, but the last point that we were going to talk about was give your work clear intention. Yep. Like when you come to your work, do you know what you're clearly supposed to do so you can be diligent, truly, truly diligent at it? 
Let's go to some verses. Ecclesiastes 9, 10. Whatever you find to do with your hands, do it with all your might, because there is neither work nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom in the grave, the place where you will eventually go. And Hebrews 6, 11 through 12. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Amen. Last thing we're talking about. Donovan, what do you hear? I'm hearing there's a verse in the Bible that says, I must do the work of he that has sent me while it's day because night's coming where I cannot work. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me how important these verses are for us to understand like tomorrow's not promised. Those things that we put off because we're being a sluggard or because we're being distracted or because we're letting the world's desires be our idol, it doesn't promise that you'll have time to recoup and recover and get back in alignment. This is why personal alignment is part of our success formula. It's something that we want to ensure we're in every single day. Doing the work of he that has sent us while it's day is important because there will come a time where we can't. Either life is ended, the season is ended, opportunities have expiration dates. So whatever it is God is calling you to do in this season, prioritize that thing like everything depends on it because it might. Wow, that's so good. I love what you're talking about with that, with with making sure in the day you do your work because the night comes when you can't do it. So I yeah. feel like, you know, one thing that my coach at least talked to me about was when you do your work, why are you doing the work? Do you clearly know the intention for that work? What do you even want to feel when you do that work? Yeah. Good. Do you know the clear intention even with that? What's the mindset you want to have coming into work? Because as God says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. So I remember even with the music that I'm making, <laughs> there were times where I was like, this is too hard. I, I, I don't want to feel like when I come into a songwriting session, I don't have the, the skills and the gifts. I had to really completely change that. And it says, when I'm making this album, when I step into the studio, I am coming in with absolute joy in my heart. I'm going to radiate love. Mm -hmm. When I come into the studio, I say to myself, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to do what I'm called to do. With so much joy and passion and excitement. And because I've taken time, especially in the morning, to remember why I'm doing it, that fuels the diligence that I want to display. Like I do this thing, Donovan, called either 23 sevens or 45 fifteens, where whenever I'm doing my work, I either take 23 minutes or 45 minutes and say, this time is going to be only for work and work only. That's it. And then in that seven or that 15 time period, that's when I rest. Either I'm stretching or I'm going outside, I'm praising God, or I'm with my family for a little bit of time. And then ding, 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 the alarm comes back, I'm back into work but radiating joy with the clear intention. And before I actually go to work, I always try to breathe. Like once again, Brenda Bouchard, he talks about this whole idea of release technique before you get into any sing- single situation. How do you release what was mm. to go into a state that will be? Mm, that's good. You have to transition yourself. So I'll just breathe a lot and just say release and release and release. And then I feel like my body is, 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 in a relaxed state so that the tension of what was will not come into this next space and I get to decide by the grace of God. Hey God, how do you want me to think about this time? You want this work to be joyous. You want this work to have life. So I'm coming into it with your life and your love. Those are things that help me. I don't know about you. 
I mean, they just helped me too. Thank you for sharing them with me. I think I'm gonna have to implement them. And I just I visualize everything and I started thinking about my day. Because mm. you know, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but I work full time, man. Monday through Friday, I work eight to five, sometimes eight to six. And then I get off work and I'm either doing coaching or I'm doing photography. And so my seconds are extremely valuable. And I recognize that I don't want to be working the whole time because there's pit stops that I need to have in place throughout the day so that everything is done in excellence, not just what happens in the morning. Mm. And so I think that um, this is something that I can really implement into my life. I mean, the thing that I do right now is the legal thing, right? I tell my coworkers at work, we get an hour lunch and two 15-minute breaks. Oh, I can't take two 15 I can't take 15-minute break. Or if I have lunch, it's a working lunch. And I'm like, wow. That's the level of self-respect you have for yourself. Wow, that's good. And I have to go to, to that degree because it's a lack of respect for yourself. You respect your boss and your, and, your, and your coworkers so much that you'll stay doing this work, but you don't respect yourself enough to give yourself what it needs. So I take my 15-minute breaks. I take my hour lunch, and I do my best not to make it a working lunch because I know that that's detrimental to my holistic self. Wow. And if I'm not being intentional with my holistic self, how am I going to have holistic success? Wow. If you're not intentional about the rest, if you're not intentional about the work, everything becomes dull. Man. Everything. Yep. Woo, that yep. is good. Donovan, I think this is one of my favorite episodes too, man. This is so man. good. So for everybody who's been listening, you know we always do this, an Imagine Faith Talk Challenge of the Week. We're going to ask you to take inventory of the pit stops that you need Are you taking time to figure out what the actual moves that you need to move the needle forward are? Do you know those things? Are you allowing the noise of the world to create anxiety and you're distracted from where you're actually supposed to be? Take inventory of those things. Do you have a clear idea of how you want to work and the feelings that are associated with your work? Because you do not have to do it in sorrow, in anxiety. You can do it with joy. So you can come to the work and do it diligently when you're on the racetrack. Take inventory of where you need the pit stop and take inventory for how you're running the race and the clarity you need when you're running the race. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And remember, love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you next time. Next up on Imagine Faith Talk. This is why you wrestle with God. Just because no one before you has done it doesn't mean that you haven't been called to. There are new downloads that you're going to be receiving. How will I know unless I go follow the call of God? Holy Spirit, have your have your way with us. Goodness gracious. Like if you're worried, just, just take some obedience and some appreciation and call me in the morning. I can't even see the beauty of what's going on right here. At what point do you just celebrate and thank God for what is now and what he's promised in the future? Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. 
This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals, and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all, and we'll see you on the next episode.